When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mason in Ireland, Corporate Greg and the Big CY, joining you here on a Friday before Xmas, as they call it. We're going to get to the Lakers in a little bit. They've lost what four straight now, Greg? Is that correct? That number yes. is correct. Four yeah. straight and five of six. That's, They've lost that's four straight, five of six. I hope that banner keeps you guys warm at night. I'm going to read you guys some stats though from the Dodgers. Now, this is something that I thought about immediately when I saw a the amount of money that Shohei had signed for. Never mind Yamamoto. And B, when I saw the situation regarding the deferrals come about, and follow me here on this example a little bit, Greg. Okay. When Lionel Messi signed with Miami, Inter Miami FC, whatever the proper noun is of that club, I apologize, I don't know it. When he signed with them, he not only got a certain amount of salary, he also got a piece of, I think, the Apple deal and a potential ownership bid or whatever. And the reason why is because it was sort of understood that part of the reason why Messi is coming to this league is to basically be somewhat of a social content creator in that his mere presence was going to sort of the, what is it, a high tide raises all boats, that kind of thing in terms of the type of money that the league could bring in and that the team could bring in. When I saw that number from Shohei in terms of what he signed for, I immediately thought to myself, well, Ticket prices are 100% going up. There's just no way around that in terms of the way that you fill that gap. You can make a lot of money on selling advertising into other countries for people that want to see him. You can make a lot of cash on probably the place being, I don't want to say more full than it already is. It's one of the best attended stadiums in America. You can't. But in general, what it means is that everything becomes more expensive. Greg, I don't know how many games you get to a year just as a regular, regular Joe buying tickets and going but do you think there's going to be a palpable difference from the ballpark experience from last year to next as a result of the kind of money they're putting out for their lineup so luckily we're blessed you and i where we can get to games for not very much or for you know getting tickets from somebody but when i do i do go by myself i do go a couple times by myself Mm -hmm. where i actually pay for all of it parking the whole thing and 1,000% it's going to go up in every single sense. The parking's going to go up. The ticket prices are going to go up. The food price is going to go up. Beers, micheladas, the whole thing. Everything that's in that stadium is going to be much, much higher. And people are going to pay it because that's because they want the championship. I was talking to Laura a little bit just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. When we were younger, going to a Dodger game, I'm sure it was the same for you, Sitting in the upper deck, it was $6 to get a seat in the upper deck. You go with your family, you go with your dad, whatever. You sit there, you watch the game, and it's a wonderful experience. There's no chance upper deck tickets are $6 anymore. Right. They're all going to go completely up. And, it's, and that's actually kind of sad to me with that many games, 81 games inside Dodger Stadium. That's the whole point of going to a baseball game, sitting with your dad. You, I know you love it. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you sit with your family. You just have a day at the park. That's the. It's really the only sport where you can go to the game and just 
relax, sit back, talk to your friends, watch the game, and just have a nice day out at the ballpark. And I don't, I think it's gonna go, it's gonna change that completely now. Lada, when's the last time you went to the park? Um, I went last season, obviously with I think with people here from work. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but um, actually, I think it was Janice, and we paid for our tickets. She's a season t- ticket holder. But I was telling Greg, I was like, my I love sports. I, I always wanted to go to sporting events. We couldn't afford Laker tickets like, in this town. Yeah. A lot of people could, can't afford them now. We are just <sighs> blessed because of what we do. And my dad worked really hard to be able to take us to Dodger Stadium. And I've talked about this a lot. It's just like we would always get that tiny little helmet with the ice cream. That was like our treat. <laughs> yep. Right? And he was able to afford, even if it was top deck, not always, but, you know, it was an experience for us as kids to spend with our dad. And it, as much as I love what they're doing, because I know it will bring championships to the city, it also kind of hurts because I know there's a lot of people that are not going to be able to go back to the ballpark anymore. And this if they is, are, you know, it's, it's limited. This is a fascinating discussion to me because it gets at one of the things that I think about a lot, not just in terms of who I am as a fan myself, but in terms of what I write about and what I see when I go to different places is what are you, what are folks actually looking for in the experience? And is it worth whatever the franchise is sort of trying to outwardly put forward that they want to do? I can't imagine that there's going to be, how do I explain this? I don't think it's going to be people chirping about championships in the same way of Dave firing Dave Roberts, Greg. But I think if all of a sudden going to Dodgers games puts you out of a month's rent and they can't win anything, that's when I think you'll see a lot more pushback from fans. It won't be about the manager. It'll be about, listen, if y'all aren't raking in the championships, well, you could at least, at the very least, not charge me 35 bucks for a michelada, you know what I'm saying, or whatever it may be. I do think that there is something to be said for What's going to become of this experience? And is it going to price out the type of people, the loyal fans that have made this franchise what they are to this day right now? It's something I think about quite a bit, Greg. Yeah, so I think it actually it does, like we're talking about, it's going to price them out. But I think all of that is connected. If you're not winning the championship, you have to blame somebody and somebody has to go and you're not going to a different voice and that kind of thing. So I know you're saying it's not going to be the manager you're chirping for. But that's going to be the scapegoat in all of it, because if you're going to start complaining about the ticket prices and the beer prices and all those other things, something has to change so you can say to your fans, hey, look, we're all in on this and this is what's going to help move this forward. It may not work, but this is but that has to be something. Right. But I don't think a managerial change is going to change the fact that it's going to cost you three hundred and fifty dollars to go to a game with two people on a date, as you might say. That's not sort of what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is that you the Dodgers better hope that whatever product they're putting on the field for these next five to 10 seasons are something that people genuinely like. Because if the prices are going to go to the point where it's only sort of a VIP luxury kind of corporate experience, well, then you've changed the entire fabric of what you're dealing with. And that's something I would hate to see as a result of, again, the Dodgers have one of the most loyal, best fan bases in all of baseball, never mind, you know, in Los Angeles and certainly in all of sports. And so, I always kind of looked at this team as one that I don't want to say represented their community better than others, but we're starting to get to that point where you're thinking, man, this is getting really close to if you're putting out this much money for players and you're not turning around championships every season, people have a right to be upset. And it's not just because of strategy. It's not just because of bragging rights, but if you're taking more money out of their pockets to produce not 
championship rings, that's tough. And I really would hate to see that for Dodgers. No, I would too. But at the same time, I mean, you're, you go to these Dodger games and you pay the amount that they're charging you because the games are fun and you enjoy being, you enjoy the experience of being at a baseball game. And for you, you like to keep track of everything. You do, you do the scorecard, right? So there sure, are, there yeah. are people that still do that. And, the, but that's, they're still going to go and that's why they can raise these prices because everybody still wants to go because the entertainment is still there. No matter what, the in-game experience at a Dodger game is is good. It's a strong one. So everybody's still going to go. If you're not winning championship, it's not going to be about, about it's not going to be about how much money they spent. Well, you know, we'll see. I mean, I just I do think that there is a there is a everybody had not everybody has a price, but you know there 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 is a limit on that. And I've seen this in other places in other markets where it's like all of a sudden going to games is for a completely different crowd. Once the team gets good, once the once the franchise decides that they want to start going a certain way, and it 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 can alter things, you know. And I I, I agree. As, you know, as somebody that, that gets to a lot of parks, it's really unfortunate when you see that happen. Now, I don't necessarily think that that's a next year thing for the Dodgers. By no means, I think for the next five seasons, the simple draw of seeing Shohei alone will be worth people, for lack of a better term, selling out to be a part of. I think you said they don't win it this year. They got problems. I think if you get to the second half of Shohei's season, uh, contract. contract, excuse me. Five years. Five years, and they haven't won one, then you have issues. I think that's where it becomes a little bit feeling like a little bit of a different thing. That's that's just me. I do think that that – I mean, when when does Roberts' contract – they re-upped re him for, what, four years last year? Is that right? No, I don't remember what his exact contract is. So we have to look it up. But there's going to be – a. Basically, look, in the 10-year stretch, and I continue to say this, they need to win three championships for this to be a success. So however it works out in those 10 years, three is a success. Four and five are just icing on the cake of like, yes, this was was an amazing contract. It all worked out. No matter what, winning three championships in 10 years is almost impossible. It hasn't happened since the, the Yankees won four out of five. There hasn't been a back-to-back champion in baseball since the Yankees in early 2000. Like that's it's that hard in baseball. So that's why there has to be a lower, a bit of a different expectation. Three of them, there has to be three championships with Shohei. That is an outrageous number to me. I, is I that high or that, low? Outrageous? I think that's extremely high. I just don't think that there's any single player or even two that you can sign to a team and say the expectations are now immediately, especially after never having won one in a full season, jump to three. I just, listen, do I think that that's foolish? No. But do I think that that's unhealthy? A little bit. I mean, like, but it's not just one player. It's it's you have you still have Mookie, Freddie. um, Now you have Glasnow. Now you have Yamamoto. Now you have Bobby Miller, who's still who's coming up. Walker Buehler is coming back. You have enough good, strong players. Will Smith, one of the better catchers in the entire game. You have the players. So it's not just the one guy. It's the one guy added to all of the other guys. So you, I mean, okay, but you're saying this after Otani arrived. Like, I mean, there's no No, world in which. Yeah, for him, it's in his contract. For his contract to be successful, it's three championships. Interesting. I do wonder if the Dodgers feel the same way. I really do. I think because they three, want like no team. You said that no team. Three, like bro, they've won two since I've been alive. Maybe that's three because they won one the year I was born. Like you know what I'm saying? And that's over four decades. Three is a really high number. It's it's a high number that I think that's they have to have that mindset, and that's why they did this at the. Essentially, you go after Otani because you're going and him deferring the money like we talked about before is to go get guys to win championships. It's not we talk about expectations. It's fan expectations. It's championship or bust 
always. And now it's even at a higher level. Of course, three championships doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility or even should happen. From some data from a ticketing company called Logitix, before Otani, as in last year, 300, uh, let's see, average price for secondary market games for opening day, the home opener, $390. That is now up to closer to 1000 That yep. is a 152% increase. That, my friends, is a large number. I mean, again, I, I don't want to be sort of weird about this, but I just, I know how cool it is for a big-time player to come to a market, but when things start changing around you to the point where you're like, man, Sure, it's great to have this guy on this team, but I'm certainly not going to see him with my eyeballs anytime soon because I can't afford it. That's a tough feeling. Yeah, it's tough. And, and it, I wonder what upper deck tickets are because that's those were always the cheapest and anybody can get in and it's not the f- case anymore. Yeah, it blocks a certain demographic out of the game. Um, by the way, Dave Roberts' contract up at the end of 25. So that's what year that that matters. It's, okay. That's two more seasons. I don't think he gets fired before that ends. Coming up, we got to talk about your Lakers, Greg. I mean, yes. you know. This is not looking good. The banner looks great. The team does not. He's Greg Bergman. I'm Clinton Yates. It's Mason in Ireland. ESPN 710, kiddos. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Mason in Ireland, the big CY, Corporate Greg. This is a lovely, lovely ditty. This this is really nice. This is beautiful. Do you like Christmas music, Greg? I do like Christmas music. I like Christmas music a lot, too. I listen to Christmas music in my car a lot. I watch Christmas movies at home by myself. I have a question. (laughs) Yes. I don't mind. Okay. so I live alone. No, I'm not judging (laughs) because I love Christmas music. Like, Clint and I were talking about this earlier, (laughs) and he, you know, you can see Christmas spill on my on my apartment. Like, that's how much I love it. And my boyfriend, Christian, hates when I play Christmas music. He goes, it's fine for the season. But do you, he's like, who really loves Christmas music that they're playing it all year long? No. I was like, me. 
You listen to it all year long? I mean, no, but like, there's like, for example, like Chris it's, Brown. It's May 15th. This Christmas. You're listening to yes, Christmas be- songs. Okay, because I have Chris Brown in my playlist. This Christmas will pop up. I don't change it. Sure. I like vibe with it. Or like a random artist that has a Christmas song and it comes up in sync, right? Instead of, he's like, no, 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 you would change it in the summer. I was like, I don't, because I don't mind it. Didn't you go to an actual Christmas in July party yes. at a bar? Yes. Right. I love it. Like, I'm, I'm all in. I, I like yeah, Christmas. I'm a seasonal <laughs> holiday music person myself. I'm not really getting into it. I'm, I'm, I'm almost like, I don't even really like it before Thanksgiving, if I'm being honest. But in agreed, that moment, agreed. I love it. I'm a big fan of Christmas music. In December, listening to Christmas music is just happy making. It's, it's an A-plus experience. It's a, what was the last pos- Christmas movie you watched? So I watched, I, what did I watch last night? I was watching something after the game. Good afternoon. It was Good, no, I've, I just recently watched Spirited, but I watched this, uh, sh- a movie on Amazon called Last Christmas. Okay. Um, last it Christmas. was with Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. And it wasn't very good, but I watched the whole thing because it was a Christmas movie and it just is like happy making. Was it guy from hometown captures heart? <laughs> or no, was it actually, a woman from big city decides she no longer wants the big, big city. city life? So, no, it's actually a little bit different from all that. It's from 2019, so I'm going to spoil it because who cares? Who cares? Um, <laughs> but actually, she she got into an accident and she had her heart. She had a heart replacement. And she meets this guy that is just like cycling around the area. It turns out that the guy's dead and she got his heart so she only she could see him so she's walking around this around during christmas time talking to him and doing all these things with him but nobody can see him see him but her wow oh that's that's like a sixth element uh what is it called six 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 cents cents fifth element it was it was fine i mean it was fine it was just it was different it was a different take i i enjoyed it there is a movie whose name can't remember right now I think it's a Christmas movie where this guy, like, maybe it's not a Christmas movie, and I'm just thinking it's a Christmas movie, where this guy catfishes this girl, but they end up, like, falling in love. It's a whole thing. Anyway, oh. You know what I'm talking about? Well, there's one that is a Christmas movie where the girl sends a disc jockey letters. Is it that one? And I don't think it's that okay. one. It's the guy. The main character is Asian in the movie. He's Korean. And I think... I can't remember the name. Oh of the yes, and they they want to meet or whatever for like yes. a Christmas season. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Is that all a Christmas movie? Stuff. I believe it is. Yeah, I think but I know which anyway, you're talking about. Yeah, way off into the distance on Christmas movies. That's fine though. You can hit us up. Tell me what some of your favorite Christmas movies are. And I don't want to have a conversation about Die Hard. I'm a grown up. Okay, Get over <laughs> it's, it's such a stupid thing. It's, um, it's, a, it's not a Christmas movie. It so is a Christmas should, movie. But uh, that's not. It's uh, not even a great Christmas movie. That's it's not point. a great Christmas movie. Yes, that's if that's the point. It's a fine movie. Just because Christmas is, I'm doing this. Just because there's Christmas in the movie doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Is Harry Potter a Christmas movie? Uh, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. Harry Potter also exists mm-hmm. in a different like universe. But, yeah. but it's around Christmas. They pl- they do things okay, around Christmas. Okay, let's try this again. Take Harry Potter off the table. Take take Harry Potter off the table. Okay, do well, movies that have humans doing human things. But those... <laughs> I mean, I can find other movies that have Christmas in them. So, okay, it's not I'll based around Christmas. But he's not, he's not trying to get the bad guy because of Christmas. No, but okay, what I'm asking you is, and this is sort of a separate but related question also, are Christmas movies movies that are about Christmas or are they movies that you watch on Christmas? And that's two oh. different things. So and there's also an in-between there, which is a movie like my favorite Christmas movie of all time is The Godfather. That's a Christmas movie for me. You know why? Because I watch it on Christmas and a major part of the movie goes down 
at Christmas. If Espérate. you don't remember that, I mean, see the movie again because you just don't recall. No. Yes. Like that movie no. is about as closely related to any popular film I can think of about Christmas than any. That is a mob movie. That is nowhere. Yes. That is just because you don't know it like that doesn't mean <laughs> no, that for you. It's, it you is a Christmas movie doesn't for mean you. that I'm wrong. The yeah. most piv- one of the two of the most pivotal scenes in that film are directly related to the fact that it's Christmas. Like not even close. A Christmas you know story saying? is a Christmas movie. Home Alone is a Christmas movie. The things sure. that are about Christmas are Christmas movies. Other movies are Polar movies Express. that have Christmas just in mixed inside of it. Wow. This guy's a lot of fun at Christmas parties. How did your party go? <laughs> no, I, I am fun no, at Christmas right. parties. I get drunk and I'm a really happy guy. How did your holiday shindig go, Laura? Oh, it was it was actually really fun. Um I so I do an ugly Christmas sweater and I force everybody, Clinton knows this. I force <laughs> yes. everybody to wear an ugly sweater. I'm like, if you don't bring one, you're not getting in. This people is the opposite want, of how I'll be throwing parties. Yes. Soon, by the people way. wanna try me and say, Oh, I'm just gonna show up. <laughs> show up and trust you are not gonna be let in. So everybody came with the festive mood. They have um somebody brought a Chucky sweater. They're like, that's the ugly part, and they just decorated with Christmas stuff. I was like, I don't care how you want to play it. Just bring okay. a sweater. All right. So you you don't you don't you don't gatekeep on what qualifies as a, as an ugly sweater. No, no. You just gotta be in the mood and be festive. Um. So it was cool. You know, there was food, a little bit of drinks, nothing crazy. We're grown. We old. Like we just want to vibe and have a good time. It was so fun. Yesterday on the program, Greg. Yes. Kevin Blackstone, the professor, as he's known, he won the show, and he's told a story about how his partner threw out his eggnog that he had been aging for a year oh no in his refrigerator why and he was trying to sell us on the idea that this is like some kind of an elevated experience that people like do a lot are you familiar at all with aged eggnog as a thing no not in the slightest but why did his partner throw it out because so it had been Christmas. there for a while. They were thinking the same thing everybody else was. Is why you got it's this trash. eggnog out here in the back of the daggone <laughs> fridge. If it's yes. a year old. <laughs> right. yeah. But if, you, if he was doing that, you had to have known. I, I, That's I, not the point here. The point, there is a relationship as far as how they handle their fridge is one thing. My question to you is, would you ever drink? Like if I told you, hey, I got some eggnog for you. Oh, yeah. Where'd you get it? Well, it's been in my fridge for a year. Like, would like, you drink that? Like, is this some kind of like ayahuasca thing where it's going to take me to a whole new world? <laughs> like, if maybe that. that's the case, I'll I'll think about it. But uh, no, <laughs> probably to not. Credit, he is more of a he's like a bourbon kind of guy. So oh, I, I think too. it's like an aging thing. It's for those kind of snobs. Oh, is it in a barrel? I, is it I, no, in a barrel? I don't know where it was. I don't know what it was in. But we didn't I'm just ask saying, questions, like, Clinton. You're apparently. You're a, I mean, I did ask questions, okay. but it was thrown away. So he was more mad about that. He wasn't trying to break it down for me, but. He did explain that this is a thing. I can pretty safely say, ain't no daggone world in which I'm drinking something that's been in your fridge for a year. No. Nope. Just not happening. That's No gross. way, no how. It's totally disgusting. I won't use ketchup that was in my fridge for a year. Anyway, speaking of <laughs> Christmas gifts, okay. the Lakers have gotten a Christmas gift in that they have one, let's just say, present they've unwrapped and hung in the banners. But they've lost, what would you say, it's five out of six? Five out of six. Last four in a row. They're yep. at 10th. In the West right now, just above the dubs at 15 and 14. You know, I hear a lot of people calling for Darvin Ham's head. I even see rumors, names like Doc Rivers are floating around my desk, no, all Doc sorts Rivers. of other goofy names. You know, where are you right now with your late show, Gregory? So, I, I mean, it's disappointing. I think it's, it was to be expected the first maybe three or four games. I think now it's getting to a point of like, okay, something is wrong 
specifically because I understood I get the whole thing with the hangover after the after the championship. I understand this championship. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to explain to you. Okay. I'll let you know. So because it's not about that they won a championship. It's the fact of how you have to ramp yourself up when you normally don't in a time you normally don't. For LeBron James specifically, he does not ramp himself up to play this this much defense that he played in that tournament until March or April. And he had to ramp himself up for that and get him to a high level that he's not used to recently being at in December. So I think that for him, I expected him to be there be a, a drop. You, ha- you have to go th- to win a championship. You have to push yourself to a higher level. There's going to be a drop. I completely understand that. I don't think it's a great excuse, but I understand it. Now it's getting to the point of like, okay, some things are wrong here. Everybody is back. You have everybody healthy. Even Gabe Vincent is back and healthy, even though he didn't play in the last game. There's just something that needs to be changed. I don't think it's Darvin Ham right now. I understand the whole thing with the rotations and how, how often they use different people. It's just getting you're getting these guys ready to go from, from now on. The one thing that actually makes me happy is that I can see this team with a snap of a finger, turn it on, and be very, very good. So there's something there. I think they still are missing a few key pieces, though. Um, I would say that if I listened to all of that logic and added it up to come out with something on the end of equation, at the end of an equation, then one might say that the in-season tournament is not a good thing for the Lakers. Um, you know, and that's sure. an interest, you know, and that's an interesting concept. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder, because if we're going to take seriously the idea of a tournament hangover in the middle of December... That, to me, is a very awkward place to be just in terms of what you're thinking about. If you're a team and you say, yeah, we want to win this tournament. We want to show we can turn it around. It's still just regular season games. If you end up winning this tournament at the cost of being in the top eight like or, or whatever, top six, that's not what you want because you just don't have enough man hours to get that kind of play out of your team. I did like the fact that they won it in the sense that they seemed motivated. Yeah. Now that it seems to have come at the cost of other games in such a long stretch – I don't know that I can say how much how worth it that is, particularly if LeBron and you know I'm being a body language expert here, but you know you see him after these games, he looks exhausted. Like it, it, it's it's a completely different kind of experience in year whatever twenty this is of LeBron James. You know after that, not just after that tournament, but since this season has started, and you know obviously everything with the family and Bronny has kind of you know sort of made him reevaluate priorities and all this kind of stuff. I get that, but like, whoo. It is a slog right now in Lakers land. It absolutely is, and I don't think you're wrong. It, it could be a problem. There's two things can be true at once. Thank you, George Sedano. That basic, <laughs> the the tournament was a success. What they did was they got you got you excited, fans and players excited for games in December. But it did come at the expense of other things. So is it good for the Lakers? No. Is it good for the Lakers that they won a championship? Sure. So there's they're kind of two different levels. But if if I if it was my choice, of course not. Don't go win that tournament. Indiana is also is flailing right now because they were in there and it also I don't know if they're connected, but it seems like it is. So no, I don't think the end season tournament is overall a good thing for the Lakers. Mm. I don't, I'm with I, you. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I watched that game last night. Don't. There's something about this team where there's certain games where you're watching. You're just like, I just don't think they can win this game. You know, there, there's there's a talent level thing that's happening where there's always this assumption where oh they could do this if such and such happened. The games they could win. Those always almost always end up being the games they don't win. And <clears throat> you know, it's unfortunate to see because at some point I'm just sort of thinking like. Is this really just a matter of talent? Is it a matter of rotations? Is it a matter of depth? 
and I actually think it's the first one in this case. It, it's it's not like they're necessarily outmatched by good teams that they play, Greg. No. It's just that it, it they're never going to overcome. It feels like it's very difficult for them to overcome any sort of adversity or even being down at all if they haven't gotten out on the front foot and can keep a lead. They don't have – you're right. The talent level is it's much better, and I like the continuity of it, but they there's things missing, and there are pieces that are – don't fit into the equation. They still need a big. They need another big alongside Anthony Davis because Jackson Hayes is just not it. He can only play four or five minutes anyway. And Christian Wood is not going to be playing any defense whatsoever. They sure. need another big. They need. They still need more shooting. I think they're going to start getting more shooting, but uh, that's going to have to come at the expense of somebody else. And I think a guy like D'Angelo Russell is going to have to move because of the size of his contract. They're, they need s- specific pieces. And maybe it's also another a point guard that's a real point guard with speed and has um, decision-making. I think there's just certain things that are missing, mm-hmm. and they don't have it right now. You know, it's, I, I do find it somewhat fascinating that uh, I don't know who it is on, on, on the communities who calls him Coach Hamon, but yeah. um, I, I think it's interesting that I, I see him as a much more ex- expendable piece than I do Dave Roberts in this entire equation. I, I really honestly do. If we're going to do that comparison, and I hate intrasports comparisons, yeah, it's hard. but we're doing them for the sake of the fact that we're obviously in the same town, I, 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 would, I could see the Lakers saying, look, there's not a whole ton of time left on whatever it is we're doing with this particular set of guys. By that, I mean Reeves, AD, and LeBron. If we can find a spark plug, so to speak, from a leadership standpoint, that can just maybe max out this season and next, they would give it a rip. But I don't necessarily know if they've got the gumption to do that because there's just been so much turnover at that position recently, and ultimately it's still LeBron's team, you know? Yeah, that's the, part, that's the biggest part of it. It's, LeBron, it's LeBron's team, and he's going to – if LeBron wants Ham there, that's he's staying. But at the same time, like, coaches in basketball actually change – the game more than co- than managers in baseball. They have much more effect on the game by who they pull out at, the, at a certain time, who they bring in. Like, do they only give twenty minutes to Rui Hachimura when they should have when they gave thirty eight to Torian Prince or whatever it happens to be? Like, there's difference that Time affects outs, the game clock management yeah. exactly. There's a lot more things that come into play in a basketball game than in a baseball game. But so yes, he is more expendable. But if LeBron wants him there, he's there. And also, I'll say this. Coach Ham actually did a very good job with the defense of this team. When they were playing in the tournament and when they were playing in the postseason, their defense was ramped up and playing very, very well. So that has to be on him as well. Okay. But by that logic, the whole checked out new voice thing is also at play there. I I, I just – I'm very interested to see when this franchise makes either a commit – you know – Sure, you can write out the whole season with the roster that you have and just kind of hope the chips fall where they may and perhaps scratch into a play-in effort and maybe you end up beating somebody. I've said all season, I think that this team is better built for the playoffs because facing one opponent over and over for a team with that kind of brain trust and those kind of smarts and that kind of age is better for them than facing different teams night in and night out. I think that at some point you've got to realize that's probably how you're going to get into this. It's not necessarily going to be gunning for that sixth seed because you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you overdo it and A, AD gets hurt, or B, LeBron gets hurt. I think that you've got to sort of 
reevaluate where your schedule is, especially if you've won the tournament and you know that you can turn it on at some point. That's the only real value of that right now is that you can say, hey, all right, we got something, but we got to figure out who we are until we get back to that situation in which we're in another win or go home situation. No, totally with you on that. And you're, you're absolutely right. And he is he will be expendable if, it, if that has to happen. So- Coming up, we are going to listen to some words from a baseball player who doesn't play anymore, but he has played with Yamamoto. I'm Clinton Yates. He's Corporate Greg. This is Mason in Ireland on ESPN 710. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We always love soulful renditions here at ESPN 710. Mason in Ireland, your boy, the big CY and corporate Greg. Shouts to everybody watching on YouTube. Um, Okay, so we got some feedback from the mafia. The movie I was talking about is called Love Hard. It's on Netflix, and I will read to you, Gregory. I saw this movie. You saw it? I saw it, yeah. For those of you who don't know what it is, the description goes as follows, listeners. An L.A. girl, unlucky in love falls for an East Coast guy on a dating app and decides to surprise him for the holidays, only to discover that she's been catfished. This lighthearted romantic comedy chronicles her attempts to reel in love. That movie is not that lighthearted, by the way. There are some extremely emotional (laughs) scenes in that bad boy. If you are thinking that is some hallmark walk through the park, it is not. It will question your thoughts about who you think you are in the dating streets. Some other... um, it was, correspondence. From, it was it was Jimmy Yang, right? He was the yeah. So I've seen this movie. It's pretty good. It's yeah, good yeah. it's a good movie. It is. It is. It is. It's, a, it's a highly underrated. Like it was one of those deals where I turned it on. It was the middle of the night. I was trying to get to sleep, and I was like, "All right, I'll just turn this on and zonk out, thinking no big deal." I've ended up being quite interested in it, and I liked it a lot. So that's always good. and then didn't go to sleep um, for two hours later. Yeah, exactly. Somebody says Raider Deb asks. What did you think about Eddie Murphy's Candy Cane Lane? I have not seen that. Oh, I, I watched it. I watched it. I watched it. it did was, you? Okay, let's get the reviews. Think it was it. odd. I don't know what you thought about it, Laura, but it was odd. Oh, yeah, so I, I so let's start from the beginning. For those of you who have not seen it or have not heard of it, please describe what it's about. So it's about a guy who's uh, um, who's on, lives on Candy Cane Lane, and there's a big like $100,000. You win $100,000 or something like that yeah, if so you win it, the, the contest of the best house. So this is a new okay. thing that they did, right? So Eddie Murphy is the, the main person. And sure. he does – his decorations are like wood carvings. That's his thing. And everyone okay. else is doing the blow-up dolls. And there's like this rinky-dinky like show that's on their local programming, you know, nothing big, that says, hey – 
we are going to do this contest for 100K for the Candy Cane Lane people. So everybody's going all in. And okay. then he loses his job. So then, of course, the 100K is going to be the best thing that ever happened to him and his family. Um, so he randomly finds this store. What is it called? Kringles? Or? Yeah, it's a, it's a Christmas store. It's a Christmas store. And he goes and he goes nuts and buys all these things. And then essentially the person that he was dealing with was like an evil elf. You know, so it's it's just okay. Odd. So there is a is there there's there's a supernatural magical yes. paranormal yes. element to this. It's not like a real life movie. No, no, it's no, not a real okay. life movie. He, a, there's, there's magic in there. There's a okay, there's cool. an evil elf that she, he has to overcome. Mm-hmm. Okay, is anybody else of record that I would know in this film? Yes, uh, the oh Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, Tracy Ellis, Ross. I love her. Oh. Oh yeah, that yeah that yes that would qualify. Yeah, for Tracy sure. Ellis Ross, That's somebody like, I I'm love interested her. in yeah. seeing. Yeah, okay. So right. it, it was good it was pretty good. It's it's something you can watch and it's different from everything. Santa, else you watch. ooh, Santa too. I love oh, the yeah. twist with Santa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we don't want to. No I'm not spoilers. spoiling. This is a new movie. This is a new movie. Yeah, I'm not spoiling. I just said I like the twist with Santa. <laughs> you can Google it. Um, is it where did you where, where did you Amazon, see it? Sorry. Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime, yeah. But I also like the Ludicrous one. On Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus. There's a ludicrous Christmas Christmas movie? movie. Yeah. What's it called? I'm not familiar with this. I saw it on, I will look for the name, but we saw, I'm telling you, I'm a Christmas movie. Ludicrous sounds like the perfect person to be in a Christmas movie. Like, what's taking that so long? I love that guy. Shout out to He's actually in the movie uh, Fred Claus. He's like the little DJ. I just saw that the other night, and Ludicrous randomly is the DJ in that. Really? Yeah, it's like a little elf. On Fred Claus? Yeah, Fred Claus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen that one too. That's good to know. I'm that like is... such a Christmas. Uh, is it dashing through the snow? No, I Love Hard. I, I, so I recommend, I, I genuinely recommend Love Hard for anybody who hasn't seen it. It is funny. There are like, it's a little, I don't want to say uh, like controversial, but you know, there are, there are certain parts of it that are, you know, quite interesting in terms of how it investigates, you know, how people sort of feel about each other based on things like catfishing. I've never been catfished after a cross country trip to meet somebody that I've been talking with. Have but, you gone you know, cross for country? For those who have, have you I'm gone? glad that it might have turned out into a great Christmas movie. That's just me. Hmm. So. Have you gone across country to meet someone that you were talking on, to, on an app? <laughs> Not on an app, but uh, yeah, that's happened before. So we don't Oh, so to, uh, someone you didn't know didn't know what they looked like. You got on a I plane. I knew what they looked like. I'm okay, just saying okay. I, didn't know, I didn't know them. I never met them before. You had never met them. So, the, yep. I mean, know what they look like could very well not be them. Yeah, that's true, but, you know. I knew who this what person you was, thought. but you were not. A lot of people in America knew who this person was. So, oh, oh. wow! He's yeah. just dropping, dropping names. Okay, so the, 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 ruin everybody's hold Christmas on. with stories of me. So the Disney movie that Luda's in and stars in is called Dashing Through the Snow. Okay, it's actually good. Right. I liked it. I'll Dashing check that out. Dashing Through the Snow. I, I need I'll something to watch out. tonight. So. I am in candle mode. I've gotten my ordered some holiday candles. Oh yeah. Are you a big Target. candle guy? I wouldn't have a big candle guy, but not unlike or a candle guy in general. Not unlike Christmas carols, when the carols are caroling or the songs are playing, the candles are part of the operation. Oh, yeah. Certainly this time of mm-hmm. year, no doubt about it. Survive. Speaking man. of this time of year, to quote uh, Sedano, what's up with the Rams? The Rams are like winning football games, acting like they're trying to be relevant. Are we supposed to be believing? What's happening here? I'm seeing pictures of Emily over there at SoFi. I got guys coming in town for Saints fans trying to. You know, watch this team play. They're leaving in bitter disappointment. Are the Rams going to make the playoffs, Greg? Yeah, oh, yes, they're going to make the playoffs. And 
they're going to go 10 and 7 too. So they're going to be squarely in the playoffs as a wild card. I've I've built a narrative for myself about the Rams for the last 2 years about okay. how they were trying to tank and this is all it was all kind of planned and you know la- after last year it was going to be a terrible year again this year when they got to 3 and 6 I said just tank, go directly towards tank for Caleb because Matthew Stafford is going to be injured and it's going to be a problem. I was 1,000% wrong on all of it because what they have right now is actually really, really impressive. Their offensive line has been one of the best offensive lines in football. Whatever they did to build that back up, build it back up, Steve Avila has been a huge get for them in the in the draft. That left guard has completely changed that whole offensive line, and now you're being able to protect Matthew Stafford and get get the ball to guys like Kyron Williams, who has been fantastic when he was when he's in the game. Cooper Cup has been is starting to become Cooper Cup again towards the end of the season, right when you need it. Puka Nakua is one of the best. Uh, he's the, one of the best offensive rookies ever. Period. End of story. And I don't know where Demarcus Robinson came from, but he's been absolutely fantastic. So <laughs> this offense that they have can be dangerous in the playoffs. Probably not Super Bowl. But the offense is very, very dangerous, and the defense is kind of just figuring themselves out. Kyron Williams, by the way, had the moment of the night yesterday, flipping a ball yeah. to his mom in the crowd. You've got to love to see that. I very selfishly, and by selfishly, I mean simply because this would entertain me more than anything, I, I'm of the agreement with you. I don't necessarily know how far the Rams can go, but you never know. Injuries happen and teams catch breaks and playoff runs happen. They got to play the Lions in the playoffs. I mean, this is what America needs. You trade your quarterbacks for each other with that kind of pomp and circumstance around both of them, and you find a way to meet them both back in the playoffs after one is going in another direction and one already won the Super Bowl. That would be amazing if Matt Stafford was the guy they were facing off in in the first time they posted a playoff game in forever. That would be incredible. The script is written there for you. So, yeah, Matt Stafford going back to Detroit to play at, at. on that field, come on now. It's just it's too good not to happen. They have to make sure somehow because they can't go up. They're not going to pass either the um, the Eagles or the Cowboys, but they can go down to to seven because they're six right now. But so right. as long as it stays right there, if it stays right there, they'll play each other, and it seems like it's going to happen. So, Greg, did you fantastic. end up going to the game? Sorry to cut you off. Uh-oh. I did not go to the game yesterday. You lied. I didn't oh, no. lie. You said what I'm going to go. Okay, so I was going back and forth all day yesterday. He was. And I didn't. And we thought we won. I didn't want to go to the game. Uh, I didn't want to. I. I've, we had this conversation yesterday, but I think football games are yeah, the weird. least exciting sports to go to live. Mm. Okay. Period. Out of all of them, they're the worst sport to go to live. They're still great to go to, but the worst of the four. Um, and I just didn't want to go. And. Jorge and Laura were trying to convince we were, me to we were go. Like, go, go. I was go, convinced. Go, go, go. What was the situation though? Like, were you sitting in the nosebleeds? Were you no? no I, I had a were you throwing money with Blueface out there? Or what was going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a credential, so I would have been sitting in the press box. Oh, okay, so it was down. a press situation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been like that, but it would actually worked out really well for me because I got to go home and watch the the Rams game. I got to watch the Lakers game. Okay, and I got to talk about Yoshinobu Yamamoto. So oh, you all, did the live. All of it came together. It was better that I went home. So the only reason I I asked is because this morning when I took Em to the to the airport and we were mm-hmm. you know I was driving her up to the airport at three a.m. You we're gonna to, oh, you know what actually I want to talk I want that whole story. <laughs> yes, so do I. I want that whole story. Should we do it on the other side, Greg? Let's yeah, do it we at, do. Let's what's do up, three. fool? Let's yeah. do it at three. Okay. All right. Coming up next. What's up, fool? I'm Clinton Yates. He's Corporate Greg. This is Mason in Ireland on ESPN 710. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Laura's going to take it away. All right. All right, I think I'm actually going to give Brian you the first one here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was an A-plus like, relay right there. Nice. <laughs> Fumbled it between three people. <laughs> Brian, take it away. Welcome to Mason and Ireland, everybody, here on 710. All right, guys, so you know, holidays are here. Christmas time, Hanukkah, all that good stuff. Sure. I've had a bunch of uh, gifts as a kid that, you know, just very memorable and have, you know, changed my life kind of deal. I got the basketball hoop, the bike, you know, the Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. My question to you guys is, do you have any one or two memorable gifts that you got the holidays that, like, just stand out far and wide, you know, above the rest? I'll go last on this one. So the thing that the the most exciting gift I ever got as a kid, and it's probably pretty obvious for a lot of people, but I got the original Nintendo NES, and it was the most exciting thing Mm -hmm. that me and my brother have ever gotten. That's the thing that you wanted. You're always like, it was brand new. It was all so exciting. We played that thing nonstop <laughs> all weekend, all week, as much as we could possibly play. We were playing it. You know, you're taking out the uh, the cartridges and blowing on <sighs> because it doesn't yep. work, even though you're not supposed to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, Weirdos. But uh, it. it was it was absolutely amazing. Changed me. What what hold on, what's your what's your Christmas setup in terms of how you guys do that? So we it's a Hanukkah thing for us. So okay. We, so we get one holiday setup. Is what I was trying to say. Holiday set. Okay. So uh, we got one big gift. Okay. And otherwise, the other seven days were all little things like we got socks or a sure. toothbrush or a t-shirt or a hat. I was really excited when I got the hat. Aww. So <laughs> soap. Like we didn't get things. We got just one big gift, and we can choose at the beginning of it or at the end. I know some people of the tribe choose to celebrate Christmas just as a sort of a retail sure. function as well. We, That's we, what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, no, we did not. Okay, very well. Lada? Um, so I I had a few gifts that, that I feel like marked me. Um, definitely the Nintendo ones won. I think that was like a collaborative one with the siblings, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the day, there were these dolls, Nine, Beverly Hills 90210 dolls, like bar, kind of Barbie dolls that came out. 
And I wanted them so bad because my sisters used to watch Beverly Hills 90210. And my mom's like, no, no, no. But she ended up getting me the collection. God knows where those dolls are. They probably are worth money. Right. But I loved them so much that I didn't even take them out of the box. I just wanted to look at them. Wow. Old school collector move. Yeah. I'm weird like that. I like to collect things. So I was like, oh, that's probably what kickstarted my collection kind of mode. But everything I've ever gotten, like all the collectors, like the sync string dolls and stuff, I have no idea where they are. No. So <laughs> you're not a hoarder. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I wanted in that moment. Sure. And then I was like, oh, it's probably going to be worth money. And then I'm like, yeah. It never is. There was a Beanie Baby movie about that. It was, it was Dude, good. Dude, the vase that I told you yeah, in yeah, the thrift yeah, yeah. store. You never know. Never send, know. Me, send me a photo of the 90210 dolls you're talking about okay, because those are not jogging my memory, but I would like to see them. All right, let me see. Personally. Did you see Wrestling Buddies? Those were good, too. No, what are wrestling buddies? It was like Hulk Hogan as a like a plushie, and, and they, oh I do yeah, 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 I remember those. Yeah, 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 I definitely remember those. So the one gift I really remember because it caused a little bit of I don't want to say controversy in my household, but so my older sister is ten years older than I am. Um, we are both our dad's children, and when she was in college, I would have been I I, I was like eight, nine, eleven, twelve years old. So when I was mm, I want to say nine years old. One Christmas, and this was, I mean, this is the last Christmas I can really remember that, like, both of my parents were actually in the same place at the same time. That's another discussion. Um, they got me something that was in a really big box. And, like, I already had a Nintendo. And, like, I wasn't really sure, like, what, where this was going. And I didn't really know what it was. And I had opened all this other stuff. And I was fine with it. I, I was never a big, I, I was never a kid that wanted a lot of stuff. I just, you know, liked what I kind of had. And so they were like, no, there's one more. And I was like, oh, okay. And I opened this thing up. And it was one of those record player on top, radio, two deck, and a CD player. But wow. this was in like 1990. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't like late 90s when there was an Iowa on every bookshelf and every college desk in America. You know what I'm saying? Like I was a child. I, hadn't even, I wasn't even in middle school yet. And suddenly I had a CD player. And my sister was not happy about that. Because it took her to get to college before she got one. And she had to beg my dad for one. And here I was, this little kid that suddenly had this stereo system that was going to go in my bedroom as a child. Needless to say, I suddenly became interested in a lot more things than, um, you know, let's just say schoolwork. Because I was entertaining myself with all the music that I was suddenly into, um, you know, right then and there. And I remember they got me a couple of CDs to go with it. And the one I will never forget was Guy. The Future, which is one of the best R&B albums of all time, if you don't know anything about that. I don't know. What was your first, that was your first CD ever that you got? Yeah. The first tape I ever bought was Too Short, The Ghetto. Hey. You know, oh, no, nice. <laughs> Banger. What's Banger. up, fool? Exactly. All right. So, uh, Greg and I actually had this conversation earlier in the week. We did? Um, what we, I'm about to tell you <laughs> what it was about. Relax, sir. Um, if you didn't know, but uh, you will find out, the Apple Watch was pulled back. Uh, due to patent situations, and there's like some kind of drama, the Series 9 and the Ultra 2 were pulled on December 21st, and physically from the stores, it'll be the 24th. So I told Greg, does this really matter to you? Are you going to go and get a watch? You know, because a lot of people, that's like a gift that they're trying to get their significant other, whoever, right? That's like a gift, like a legit gift. So is this going to be a thing that that is going to interrupt your holiday shopping? That's my first question. And two, I don't believe that they're actually having patent issues. I have like this whole conspiracy of why they're doing it. Okay, and so let's get into that. I'm not really sure I understand what you're saying. So you're saying they're, they're, they're pulling... 
as, as Catherine would say, let me get this straight. Um, <laughs> and then repeat everything you just said. Right. So it's okay. they're pulling Apple Watches off the shelf. I've, I've misunderstood that. Yes. So they are discontinuing, quote unquote. There's literally a ban. That's what they're calling it. Okay. Because they are infringing on patents and it's due to the oxygen. You know, they can read your oxygen. Certain Mine can't. is old. I have a Series 5. Okay. But the Series 9, which I mean. That's how old my watches and the Ultra Two are being pulled physically from the stores. Actually, they got pulled yesterday, and um, I'm sorry, they got pulled from online. Now I'm getting all confused. Okay, and no, no, from no, the bad. stores, so- no, 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 from the stores, the 24th. Essentially, my thing is, does this interrupt your shopping? A right. because you wanted to get is that there for somebody. A run on Apple watches that right. have this shiesty technology. Yes, and two, I feel like this is a ploy by Apple to get you to run and buy the watches because if there's a patent issue, <gasps> wouldn't you just pull them right away? Pretty much. Do you want to? Do you want to take it first, Clinton? Uh, no, you can go. All right. So I am not going to go out and get an Apple Watch. I would just, Aww, just, you just, just get because of one? this. No, oh. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I get one for one, I have to get for all, and I can't do that. Um, <laughs> you balling? <laughs> so I, I've always wanted an Apple Watch, but I'm not. Th- just because it's being pulled is not making me want to go out there. But that is a ploy, I believe. That I think so. It is them saying I want. Well, we're taking away. Now you really want it. It's a supply and demand kind of thing. How much do Apple watches cost? Like, what? What? If that Three was an thousand dollars, three thousand, no, three hundred to a thousand. They're not a thousand. Yes. Oh, actually, yes. Yeah. So it depends uh-huh. what you get. Like, if you get the basic model, it's like three hundred or whatever. Do you want cellular function on there? Which I don't yep. understand. Yep. My friend, one of my best friends, he was like, "I'm gonna get an Apple Watch" because he went Apple. He was Android. He went Apple all the way. And we were going to buy him the Apple Watch. He's like one of my brothers. This fool wanted the Hermes, like, 50, I think he spent over $2,000 on his watch. I'm like, look, son, I love you, but I don't got the kind of money right now. If I did, I'll buy it for you. So we ended up getting them AirPods. But I was like, that's a lot of money for a watch that the basic one does the same function. It's just that one was like the Ultra Max top of the line one. So, yeah. okay, I, I'm $1,000 even for an Apple product is a lot. Like, I mean, our phones cost a lot. <clears throat> right, but that's, I mean, the phone does everything the watch does. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I, I'm not really sure I'm understanding, Brian. Like, where, why would I, I'm not trying to be some honk either, some old guy. I'm just like, my dad has that, one. He uses it to keep his vital signs. That's quite frankly what he uses it for as a medical anything. But like, I can't think of one good reason why I need an Apple watch. I love my Apple Watch, man. I'm always going to be like, go get it. It's so you can look at your watch when you get a text message and go, uh. Okay. That's it. No. (laughs) No. Because I. And now now I'll ignore it. Personally, (laughs) for me, it was a health thing. Like, I wanted to to regulate, like, my steps and all that. And kind of my workout habits. And that helped me. But, I mean, if you have no function for it, it's like, okay, cool. I get you. But I I still say get it. Until they can display holograms like Star Wars style so that like if you FaceTime me, I can like see a vision of you looking like Tupac on stage at, you know, Coachella back in the day. You know, until that happens, till an actual human pops up out of my phone like Obi-Wan, I'm not I'm not I don't need it. It's it, there's if there's nothing I can do more. Uh, if if I'm just transferring my phone to my wrist, I definitely don't need a watch. That's all I'm saying. I'm with you. That's why I'm not not getting it. Mm. Anyway, is that all we got? That's all we got. All right. Coming up, we are going to discuss the fact that Laura is like the nicest person on earth because she's willing to drive them all (laughs) over the place. I'm the big CY. He's Corporate Greg. This is Mason Ireland on ESPN 710.